0: Well, I want to bring the word he gave me for us today. I entitled it, Whom Have I in Heaven But You? And if you could go to Hosea, Hosea chapter 6. I'm going to read this out of the New American Standard, Bible 95. He says, so let us know and let us press on to know the Lord. His going forth is as certain as the dawn. He will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. i read it again. So let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. That's what we do. We press on to know the Lord. We're always growing. We're always increasing. Remember, God's kingdom is not one of decrease, but one of increase. Multiplication, dominion. Do you understand? So the charge is and has always been for humanity and the followers of God and Christ to press on to know the Lord. Press on to know the Lord because his going forth is as certain as the dawn. He is going to come. He is going to manifest himself to you. He's going to manifest himself to his church, to his bride. He's going to manifest himself to the kingdoms of this world. He's going to manifest himself to the nations. Remember our verse in Ezekiel where he states that the Lord, he shall be made known in the eyes of many nations. Okay, the Lord, he's going to do this. He will be made known to the eyes of many nations, peoples, ethnos, groups, you understand. And so our charge, press on to know the Lord. Now go over to Psalm 73. Wow. <laughs> Psalm 73. I'm going to read this in its entirety and then I'll bring it in. Psalm 73. Truly God is good to Israel, to such as are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pangs in their death. But their strength is firm. Verse 5. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride serves as their necklace. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance, and they have more than their heart could wish. They scoff and they speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walks through the earth. Verse 10. Therefore, his people return here, and waters of a full cup are drained by them. And they say, how does God know? And there's no lo- is there no knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly, who are always at ease. They increase in riches. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain and wash my hands in innocence. For all day long, I had been plagued and chastened every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have been untrue to the generation of your children. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me. Verse 17, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought to desolation as in a moment. They are utterly consumed with terrors as a dream when one awakes. You shall despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterwards, you receive me to glory. Verse 25. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there's none upon earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry. But it is good for me to draw near to God. And I put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare all of your works. This psalm, really again, as most psalms speak, Of the saint that's following God and finds themselves in the midst of a fallen world. Right? For all of sin and falling short of the glory of God, the wages of sin is death. There's none that doeth good, no, not one, ever since the fall. And you have ups and downs throughout all the generations, but the wicked have always existed. And the righteous are trying to walk through and it seems at times that the wicked are prospering and just going about their business and getting away with things. And yet the righteous are having to walk by a fine line after God's heart. Sometimes it looks like a who's winning, who's losing here. And you see the wrestling of the human soul in this song. That's the bottom line. You're wrestling, he's wrestling, trying to discover what's going on in this life. Now, I could have just gone to the verse that I wanted to start on, but I need you to see it in context of what it looks like sometimes when you're going through life and trials and tribulations and unexpected things come our way. The flesh, the works of the evil one, trials, tribulations, are just an assault and intrusion from the devil, right? So, Psalm 73, verse 25 and 26, he says he decided, and this is where he settled it, whom have I in heaven but you, okay? There is none upon earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and he is my portion forever. This verse has a lot of special meaning to me personally because in October of 1987, when I had just had my second daughter, I was going through what would have been a traumatic moment after birthing. And they thought that I was having a heart attack and hemorrhaging and so forth and so on. And so all these things were going on. And and in this time was the first time I heard the Lord speak word for word from the Bible. And I had to go find the verse. I had to go find the verse after because that's the Holy Spirit. That's the spirit of truth. I'm sure I've read it like everybody's read the Psalms, but the Holy Spirit in your need of moment comes and speaks word for word the direction of the Lord for you. And those that have walked with me for a long time, you've heard this testimony of me give this, and it was a revelation knowledge as you're having to walk through the fire and you're scared and you're a young mother Amber was 16 months at the time. Jeff was with her. And so you're having it looks like you're walking it through all alone. Yet the Lord is always with you. He's in it and with you through every trial, everything that you go through. And so this comforted me. And it was to this day, whom have I in heaven but you? Okay, whom, whom? There's none else, no one upon earth that I desire beside you. You see how it's always pointing back to God. It's always putting God in the place of where he resides as Lord God Almighty and Lord of your heart. And then your flesh and your heart have to line up with this realization that I am with you. Yes, I am with you. We've all walked through at least one trial and one fire if you've been born on the planet. Right? And he says, there's none upon earth I desire beside you. Oh, my flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and he is my portion. He's my inheritance forever. Right? He is all mine. That's why I love the verses where God speaks and he says, and the nations will know that I am the Lord. I love that. And the nations will know. That's the strength of God speaking. And yet you don't have to figure it out. You just have to rest and be asserted and believe God that He's got it. Yes? And you find yourself singing these things as He continued. In 27, He says, Indeed, those who are far from you, they shall perish. That's the reality if they do not repent and turn to Christ. Yes? That is the reality and end result of the wicked or those who do not accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because they destroyed, because of their own harlotry, they went away after other lovers. We just sang all over this this morning, okay? But it's good for me to draw near to God. He settles and lands the plane. This is where I'm going to walk. It is good for me. It is good for me. It is good for me to draw near to God. am I am going to I'm press on to know the Lord. I am going to press on to know the Lord because he is going to rise and shine. Yes, he's going to shine light to your soul. He's going to bring healing to your body. He's going to give you strength to walk through it and overcome it. I put my trust in the Lord. He settled it there. Where We have to do that. What's our option? Trust in the devil. I always tell you, have faith in God or have faith in the devil. There's your options. Fear and faith. That's it. So I have to put my trust in God. Hallelujah. I think that's probably the the summation of all the psalms. They finally settled it. We will put our trust in God. (laughs) Amen. Let God meet you in your weakness. Don't be ashamed of it. But rather expect God to transform you in and through it. Let God meet you in your weakness. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed of what you're having to walk through. Okay? But rather expect God to transform you in and through it. The goal is Christ's likeness, not pride and self preservation. The goal is Christ's likeness, not pride and self preservation. Because humans, that's their propensity. It's called iniquity. Pride, preserve yourself, save yourself. That's it. But God said, humble yourself, right? Let us press on to know the Lord. And that's what this side of life looks like, correct? I'm going to go now. If you could go to Lamentations, don't worry. (laughs) It's like, Brandon, you feel a little low this morning? No, this is really from God. (laughs) Lamentations. Alright, and I'm going to actually read to you out of my open Bible just some of the introduction in this book. It's written by Jeremiah. And then I'm going to hit the highlights. Give your... Lamentation describes the funeral of a city. It is a tear-stained portrait Of the once proud Jerusalem, now reduced to rubble by the invading Babylonian hordes. In a five poem dirge, Jeremiah exposes his emotions. A death has occurred, Jerusalem lies barren. This is the setting for Lamentations. The historical background of Lamentations can be found in the time of Jeremiah. The book was written soon after Jerusalem's destruction, at the beginning of the exile. Nebuchadnezzar laid siege to Jerusalem from January 588 BC to July 586 BC, and it fell... On July 19th, the city and the temple were burned on August 15th. And Jeremiah probably wrote these five elegies before he was taken captive to Egypt by his disobedient countrymen not long after the destruction. So now here's the Christ of Lamentations. The weeping prophet Jeremiah is a type of Christ. The prophet who wept over the same city six centuries later. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. The one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together. As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. See Your house is left to you desolate. That's from Matthew 23. And like Christ, Jeremiah identified himself personally with the plight of Jerusalem and with human suffering caused by sin. Lamentations also includes elements that uh, typify Christ's life and ministry as a man of sorrows who was acquainted with grief. He was afflicted, despised, and derided by his enemies. The scripture says that he was bruised, right, for our iniquities. He was pierced through for our transgressions and our sins. He was chastised. He was a man of sorrows and griefs. He carried the weight and the fullness of the repercussions of life. This is what he did. And he tasted death for all. And he overcame death his resurrection. Amen? So the journey of life looks like this, and this is personal over something that was very personal to Jesus. And you see the plight and the heartbreak of the prophet who warned for years of the coming destruction, right? He was known as the weeping prophet, the wailing prophet, the one that really wasn't listened to. And yet the Lord used him for his glory. And then here comes Jesus with his heart laid bare, still contending for generations over his nation, over his nation, over his people. Generations have gone by of God's desire for all to come to him to know that I am your God. So that humanity says, whom do I have in heaven but you? You're my God. There's nobody else I desire besides you. I, I have gone astray in my heart again and again and again after other lovers. The lust, the flesh, the carnality of this world, the riches, all that it has to offer that draw your heart from the true God, even to ultimately make you curse God because of the troubles you have. The heart, the flesh fell until the heart awakens to see. Jesus knew. He knew what was coming for Israel. He knew what was coming for his city, Jerusalem. But he already sees himself reigning and ruling from Jerusalem. It's amazing. And when I had a major, major encounter in his heart with this passage of in his heart, the depth of the pain and his weeping and sorrow as he wept over Jerusalem. But he doesn't just weep over Jerusalem. He weeps over every soul that has not fully yielded themselves to Christ and his lordship to trust the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and strength because he came to represent the Father. You hear it? And it just breaks the heart of God. And we know that Jesus on the cross was literally God's broken heart. Pierced through stabbed, and we put him there. Sin nailed him there. Sin crucified him. We know this. This is the gospel. But God in his rich mercy and grace had a plan. And that's why he's like, so let us press on to know the Lord because he is coming. He is faithful. He's true. The sun is always gonna rise on you. Let the Son of Righteousness rise. The Son of Righteousness shall rise. Let him rise. And when you go through the pits of your flesh, die already. Okay? It's like, let him have it. Because he will win and he will resurrect you. And and it is amazing to me how God will move and work with our weaknesses. Yes? Yes? In my own personal life, I had the propensity to infirmities, weaknesses, and fear. They go together. Fear and infirmity always go together. Until you meet Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, and until you come into that place of deliverance where you can give that to him, because if we're fearful, he's not in control. We are, right? It's just the truth. And until you know that lordship, you'll be tormented all the days of your life. The enemy goes around like a roaring lion seeking who he could devour. That's what was encouraged, but stand strong and be fast because the Lord's light on your life is greater. He will bring you to the truth that you need. He will help overcome your flesh and your weakness. I have always boasted in my weakness because I know that God will be made strong through me. Truth. And I choose the way of humility and the fear of the Lord because that with that come riches, honor, and life. With the fear of the Lord and humility come riches, honor, and life. You want to prosper in this life? Fear God and keep his commandments and you will live. That's it. That's the summation. And it's amazing how we go on to know the Lord. So in Lamentations chapter 3, you can read the whole book for fun. Uh, (laughs) Lamentations 3 verse 22 if I look on uh, verse 19, my subtitle said Jeremiah's, Jeremiah's confession of faith. So verse 19, he said, remember my affliction, Jeremiah 3, 19. Remember my affliction and roaming the wormwood and the, and the gall. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. This I recall to my mind. So therefore I have hope. Verse 22, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. My, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. You hear the turning. It's like through the whole drama and the wailing and the mourning and the defeat, dealing with fallen humanity, the Spirit of God comes again like that moment in the middle of my despair. And that's just one story. Whom have I in heaven but you? Right? Right? He says, wait a minute. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. It's just his mercy. Yes? Because his compassions fail not. And you have to always remember this. You may consider yourself to be a very compassionate person, but the Lord is perfect. He is compassion. It's one of his names. Jealous, merciful, gentle, compassionate, kind, long-suffering. That's who he is. And they knew it. Verse 23, he says, they are new every morning. Your mercies are new every morning, every morning. So let us press on to know the Lord because he's rising. The sun is rising on me every morning. Every morning, every morning. Say every morning. <laughs> Great is your faithfulness. And it all turns back to him, to whom all glory and praise will go. And he settles it. You know, the Lord is my portion. Says, my soul, that's your mind, will, and emotion. My soul says, you are my portion, so I will hope in him. God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. He is our inheritance. He is our home. He is our all in all. He is our father. The Lord is my inheritance. you like, well, where's your inheritance? <laughs> God, Jesus, and the great Holy Ghost. Kingdom of heaven, all that is his, is mine. The Lord is my portion. Yes, you hear that. That's where you you settled it in your spirit. And your spirit man rises up to lay hold of this to those who have an ear to hear. Go to 1 John chapter three. It's one of my favorite passages. 1 John chapter three, verse one. He says, behold... 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. <laughs> so that's my portion. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed... We shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Truth has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. My portion, my inheritance. We shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him shall purify himself just as he is pure. Jesus said in Matthew 5, A, hey, blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. <laughs> well, you don't get a pure heart apart from the Holy Ghost. <laughs> right? Uh, we had a heart transplant at conversion. And the Holy Ghost is the one that purifies our heart and our mind and our emotions, our will, Yes. Go to first Peter chapter two, and I'm gonna read this out of the Passion Translation. I like the way it was said. First Peter two verse twenty says, For what merit is it to endure mistreatment for wrongdoing? For what merit is it to endure mistreatment for wrongdoing? Yet if you are mistreated when you do what is right and you faithfully endure it, this is commendable before God. In fact, you are called to live this way because Christ also suffered in your place, leaving you his example for you to follow. You're like, well, I didn't sign up for that. Yes, you did when you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Scripture says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ is living in me now. And the life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who died and gave himself for me. That's the power of our salvation, is the cross. (laughs) But he didn't stay there. Hallelujah. He was raised for the glorification. You know, justified, redeemed and glorified. Glorified, seated with him in heavenly places, you know. If you were called to live this way because Christ suffered in your place, leaving you this example to follow, he never sinned and he never spoke deceitfully. When he was verbally abused, he did not return with an insult. When he suffered, he would not threaten retaliation. Jesus faithfully entrusted himself into the hands of God, who judges righteously. He himself carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we would be dead to sin and live for righteousness. Our instant healing flowed from his wounding, and by his stripes we are healed. Our instant healing flowed from his wounding. You were like sheep that continually wandered away, but now you have returned to the true shepherd of your lives, the kind guardian who lovingly watches over your souls. We sang this all morning. I'm just saying, the Spirit of the Lord is here. If you have an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. Yes? This is so absolutely glorious. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. So let us press on to know the Lord. <laughs> He's our portion. He's our portion. 2 Timothy 4, verse 6. This is the Apostle Paul. He says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only but to all who have loved his appearing, his appearing, his appearing. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going forth is as certain as the dawn and he shall come to us like the rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. The son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings once again. Amen. And so for fun, you can skip to the end of the Bible, Revelation 21 and 22, and see that reward and what that new Jerusalem is gonna look like. What the eternal portion's really gonna look like with him. Amen? So let's stand up and let's honor his word to us from start to finish today. And then we're gonna go out in the courtyard and baptize brother Robert and rejoice with him on his decision. Amen? So Father, we love you (laughs) and we thank you for being our God and we honor your word that you are faithful and true. You are faithful and true. Please, Lord, impart to us by your spirit the revelation knowledge of Jesus. And Lord Jesus, please continue to give us revelation of your passion. We thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This message was brought to you by The Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.